Come on. Welcome to Lifeblood. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Laura Adams. Laura, are you ready to do this? I am ready. Awesome. Let's 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 go. Laura is a leading personal finance and small business expert. She's a frequent source for the national media. She's an award-winning author, successful podcaster since 2008 with 40 million plus downloads. Her newest book is Money Smart Solopreneur, a personal finance system for freelancers, entrepreneurs, and side hustlers. I'm excited to have you on. Laura, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah, thanks, George, for having me on the show. I am all about financial wellness, and I've been working in the education space, uh, working as a consumer advocate, a content creator, spokesperson, speaker, just doing a variety of work, trying to help people understand money, make complex topics a little bit more simple, and help people make wise decisions today that are going to serve them for uh, their future, really creating a secure financial future. So for me, it's really all about helping people make the most of what they already have and thinking about you know pl- how to plan, how to um, think about your life in terms of what are your priorities, what are your goals, what do you want to accomplish uh, and and really crafting your financial life around your goals and dreams. Well, I certainly appreciate that, and that absolutely resonates with me. So I appreciate that very much. Um, I was hoping we could focus a little bit on on insurance today. What's been sort of bouncing around in my head is how can how can the industry or advisors do a better job of getting helping people to do things that we're not necessarily compelled to do like i'm compelled to buy tax or file taxes but i'm not necessarily compelled to buy life insurance yeah absolutely it it's such a tough thing because life insurance in particular is something that i think a lot of people uh, think is very expensive they uh, and and i've seen studies where people just radically overestimate the cost of life insurance and there's just maybe a lot of myths out there about it, about who needs it, why you need it, what is it, what does it cost? And I think the industry could do a much better job educating people about the affordability you know, of term life in particular. It, it, for most people who are, let's say, in middle age or just starting out, they're relatively healthy, um, it's super affordable. And it can give you incredible peace of mind. So while saving is is key in our financial lives, we also need to have particular products that give us financial security and peace of mind. And I have just, you know, I've seen a lot of people who have lost spouses, who have um, been through horrible tragedies. And those that have had life insurance to back them up, allow them to continue their lifestyle, provide for their family, um, have, you know, have gone on to, to survive and succeed and thrive. Those who, you know, didn't have that financial backing and security are harmed by a tragedy for the rest of their life. Um, and so it's one of those things that 
you, you know, it, it, after a tragedy happens, it's too late, right? You have to really think about the what ifs. So I, I think the, the insurance industry could do a lot better at helping people understand the practical implications of insurance and not making it scary. I mean, nobody wants to think about the death <laughs> or the death of their spouse. I mean, it's a horrible, horrible thing to contemplate. But when you think about it in terms of, you know, how can I prepare my kids for making sure they can go to college, uh, we can afford a lifestyle uh, to continue our lifestyle if something tragic happens, you know, thinking about it in terms of just continuing all the good things that we have in life instead of focusing on, oh, my gosh, this horrible tragedy is going to, you know, loom over me. Um, thinking about let's continue the good parts of our life you know, might be a, a better angle to get consumers to be a little bit more open to shopping for coverage and, and just being willing to sit down with a, a planner or a financial professional and talk about it. It just really needs to be an open line of, of communication, I think. Yeah, I think that that, I think that, that makes sense. Um, it's a pretty, it's, it's not a short list of stuff that, that we as, as, as grownups need to be taken care of. Uh, it's probably an ever-growing list, and it's a competition for attention and everything else. And probably one of the last things I'm interested in thinking about is, is me dying. Um, but to your point, the consequences of should I die and the reality of that people do die, um, what will happen to my loved ones, should that happen, uh, it's too great to not do something about. So maybe changing the frame a little bit. And I like what you're talking about of continuing on lifestyle of, of managing to help your kids with education and do those kinds of things versus what happens if, if you die, George. Yeah, or maybe thinking about dreams like, you know, if there was a tragedy, I would have funds to maybe start that business that I've always wanted mm -hmm. to start or, you know, pay off the mortgage, you know, just kind of practical things that people have in their um, as goals in their life and dreams. And so maybe the problem is people are not really clear about their financial goals in mm -hmm. the first place. So we do need to be clear about what those goals are and then understand how can financial products assist us Yes, you need to be saving. Yes, you know, retirement is key. But insurance is just another incredible way to give ourselves peace of mind and make sure that we can accomplish our goals. And I just think a lot of people uh, get very intimidated by it. I mean, let's face it, it's a complicated product. It can be a complicated product. So the more we can do to simplify it and just put it in simple everyday terms for people, I think the more likely they are to take the time. As you said, it is, you know, it is time and attention. We're, we're so busy. Um, and if people think this is super complicated, then they're going to procrastinate even shopping uh, for a product because they're going to just think, oh my gosh, this is going to take hours and I'm going to have to research a bunch of stuff. And, um, and the reality is it's not that complicated. And there's so many great ways to shop for products uh, so many online sites. So 24-7, you have the ability to poke around, look at what's available. Um, USinsuranceagents.com is a site that I work with. You know, whatever product you're looking for, auto, home, renters, life, um, you know, business, health, you can really look at things in one place. Apples to apples comparison, that's key. So I think the shopping process has become a lot easier than, than many people realize. It's so easy to buy 
uh, financial products online now. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. So in the interest of simplifying this, how, how, how do you uh, think about sort of the first, maybe not a first step, but when, when you are thinking about life insurance, what are some of those really key things to be thinking about? Is it death benefit? Is it cost? Is it kind? Yeah. So for most people, I think it makes sense to begin shopping for uh, a term policy. For most people, what they really need, um, if they've got kids, they, they need to make sure that they can get those kids uh, launched on their own as adults, you know, get them through college if, if that's on the agenda. And for so for most people, that means probably a 20 year term policy is enough to get kids to, you know, 2021. 20, um, for other folks who and, and of course, that's the most affordable. So that might be a good place to start. And also, if you've got a policy at work, it's likely going to be a term policy. Um, and a lot of people are under the impression that oh well I've I, you know I've got this policy through my my employer I'm fine that's all I need but when you really look at it in a lot of cases the death benefit is probably only one or two years of salary so for most people that might be woefully low and inadequate for their needs and I don't think a lot of people realize that you can have multiple policies. So having that policy at work is fantastic. But layering on another policy that you have as an individual usually makes a lot of sense. It's going to fill that death benefit gap. It's also going to make sure that if you leave your job, you're terminated for, you know, leave for any reason that you're not at risk. That benefit at work is going to end. Typically at the end of the month, you leave the job. Um, so you want to be prepared if you've got other family situations that um, might make sense for a permanent policy, such as, you know, maybe you've got kids with health issues, you know, maybe you've got um, health issues yourself that are going to make insurance particularly expensive, um, it, it might make sense to look at a permanent policy so that no matter when you die, you're covered. Um, it's going to depend on a lot of things, your lifestyle, are you a smoker? What state do you live in? What's your credit? You know, all of these things are going to go into the rate. So I always encourage people just to shop multiple types of products and multiple death benefits. Figure out what is affordable for you. You don't need to buy, you know, the best policy right out of the gate. You can start out by having just, you know, just enough what's affordable. As your net worth grows, your income grows, you can layer on more policies and make sure you're fully protected. Yeah, nice. I appreciate all that. I have it at work. That is a, a common refrain that uh, that it's and, and, and it's totally natural, right? Because you probably do have some insurance at work, but it might not be exactly the right coverage for you. And just a lot of education is 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 necessary. And you know, talking about the right coverage, there's not a good or bad kind of life insurance policy. They 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 just are what they are, and they might be right for you or they might not be. In terms of, of death benefit, how, how do you think about what the proper amount of life insurance actually is? Yeah, there are so many different rules of thumb that we hear about. Um, a lot of people will say, well, you know, 10 times your annual salary, that might be enough for some people. I think it really behooves people to have a conversation with a financial uh, professional, an insurance professional, 
it really depends on your goals. Are you uh, are you looking to send you know four kids to college? Are you trying to pay off a really big mortgage? Um, what are your debt levels? What's your future income going to be like? Um, there are just so many different factors that go into the right amount for you. Um, and it, and it really just depends on, on what you how you know, how you envision, um, the future for your family after you're no longer there. So, you know, I would say that's a, you know, that 10 times is a good rule of thumb, but again, this is going to vary dramatically from family to family. Um, and depending on, how many beneficiaries you have, you know, are you looking at um, trying to support aging parents? You know, that's another whole category um, of protection that that we may need um, if our parents are struggling. So it, it really does come down to a, a pretty in-depth conversation just to really understand what are your goals? What does that number look like? What do you already have in savings? You know, all of these things have to be factored in. So getting the input from a professional um, is is really great. And folks can talk to you uh, on the phone, you know, via email. You can do in person if you're comfortable with that. Um, But, you know, for most people, just having even a 30-minute conversation with an insurance professional is going to be very enlightening. And they'll help you direct you to where you need to go, whether that's term or permanent, what is the death benefit, and looking at what's the right company for you. You need to be um, buying insurance from a, a company that you trust and know will be around when you need, you know, if you need that, that death benefit 10, 20 years or at the end of your life is that company going to uh, to be there for you um, and just feeling confident that you're you're buying from a, you know a good solid company is going to give you peace of mind yeah certainly appreciate all that and it 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 it, it is a lot <laughs> just all, all everything you just laid out and so I think that there's so much value in investing 30 minutes. Uh, and getting all these questions answered instead of spending hours and hours and hours of you trying to do it on your own, um, of talking to somebody about how a life insurance policy could fit into your overall financial situation and figuring out what the right amount of the coverage is. And you just talked about a lot of really important variables. Um, so I think that there really is a lot of value in, in, in talking with a professional. So when when people hear that, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm going to buy a million dollar life insurance policy. That's so abstract for people, even though that might not be even close to enough. It might be way too much, but, um, I think that sometimes people are kind of staggered by the reality that 10 times my annual income, if I'm making $200,000 a year is $2 million. Yep. I know. And, you know, you think about, um, all of those goals that you have in mind, um, they're expensive, you know, paying off a big mortgage, retiring, all of these things that you're looking at, putting kids through uh, very expensive college these days, yeah. it, it, it really adds up. So I think, yeah, when people think of those big numbers, they think, oh my gosh, why would I need a million dollars or $2 mm-hmm. million? But when you really lay out all of these expenses for your family after you are gone and your income has disappeared, um, you know, it's just likely that, yes, you are going to need 
uh, seven figures. And so especially if you are the breadwinner in a family um, and you are, uh, you know, you are going to leave, let's say, a a spouse, you know, maybe who is not working right now, who is at home with kids or a spouse that has a career that's paying less than you. Um, There are all these things to take into consideration. And yeah, the thinking about a million or two million plus policy um, is pretty normal. So, you know, don't get bogged down by that number. Really think about it in terms of what is the number I need to create the income um, for my family or to pay for all of these debts that I have and their potential future college expenses. Um, Try to really go through all of those. But again, it kind of comes back to what are your goals? Being clear about what you truly want to do with your money, what you want to do for your family. Also, what do you want to give? You know, is there a a school or a charity that you really want to leave uh, leave money to? What's the legacy that you want to leave? This is another key part of life insurance. Um, so these are pretty big questions, and um, it really helps to talk it through with, you know, if you've got a, a spouse or partner, try to really think about all of these big questions, you know, as a, as a family, as an individual, as a couple, what do you want to achieve? And, and you know, what's the legacy that you want to leave financially? Um, it's, it's a pretty heavy topic. Um, but if you don't think about it and you are underinsured problem is, or have no insurance, you are going to leave your family in a very tight spot. And, you know, that's something I don't think anybody wants to do. Um, So the reality of that situation just comes down to adding up the numbers and making sure that, yeah, maybe with one or two policies or however many you need to get up to that appropriate death benefit, you know, get started now. Don't waste time. Make sure that you're shopping and um, you spend a little bit of time. You do it, you know, spend a little time up front and it's not like you're going to need to spend a lot of time on it each year. might be something you want to revisit um, occasionally every couple years to make sure nothing has changed for you. Uh, but if your net worth has increased significantly, your income has increased significantly, you know, that's when you're going to want to consider um, bumping up that, that death benefit or, or layering on an additional policy. Really well said. Well, Laura, the people are ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Yeah, you know, I would say one of the biggest questions that I get um, from the Money Girl podcast listeners, they most of them are really confused about priorities. What should I do and in what order? And, you know, it's things like, should I pay off my debt or should I invest for retirement? So I think for most people, the difference making tip would be really understand your priority and think about um, looking at preparing for the future. That's always the first priority that I tell people, prepare for the future. So how do you do that? Well, it's an emergency fund and it's having the right insurance. If you don't have those two in place, that's what you need to do right away. That is your priority. Don't focus on anything else until you've got some emergency savings and you've got insurance to protect you. You work really hard for your money. You work hard in your building your career or your business. You don't want a tragedy like a lawsuit or a death 
to completely wipe out everything that you've worked so hard for. So I would say make that preparing for the future your priority, and then everything else can fall into place. Well, I think that that is great stuff. Definitely. It's come on. Come on. I could not have said that any better myself, Laura. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can people engage with you? George, thanks again for having me. I would love for people to visit usinsuranceagents.com. There's uh, all kinds of information there, and people can ask questions related to insurance if they do have any insurance um, questions rolling around in their minds. Um, Also, they can reach me uh, at the Money Girl podcast. Uh, The weekly podcast is uh, we do cover some insurance topics there, but a, a pretty wide variety of topics. And I'm online. I'm everywhere, social media, and uh, at lauradadams.com. Perfect. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Laura your appreciation and share today's show with, show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to usinsuranceagents.com and figure out the coverage that's right for you. Get these questions answered. Check out the Money Girl podcast and then go to lauradadams.com. Thanks again, Laura. Thank you so much. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight as we are all in this together.